Hey, everybody. As you can tell by the sound of my voice, James couldn't make it in again, but for positive reasons. So, again, this week, we're doing this podcast via Zoom. So, James, my friend, take it away. Hello, Warriors, and welcome to another episode of Outreach Warrior. Thank you, Tom, and welcome. Yes, uh, we are doing Zoom again this week. It's all good reasons. Um, Some little extra family time, not enough time in the day, but we have Zoom. Zoom is our friend, and we are continuously evolving. And some craziness at your work from what you told me before we went. You don't have to get into it, but it sounds like uh, as that one lady said to you, that one young lady, Shauna, is it? How there was a heavy turnaround. So I know you guys. No, I would love to to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. It's, um, I do, I work in a, I haven't really said the place, but I, I, I do work in a homeless shelter for use. And that used to being 18 to 20. And um, if the children, I call them children, they're obviously adults, but I'm getting up there in age as we all are. <laughs> um, if they want to come in and they want to work the program that we have set up for them, it is nothing but positive. They get three meals a day. They have a bed. And, you know, we have unemployment specialists. We have GED specialists. So if you are going through tough times and you're young and you're trying to get your stuff together, it's an amazing program. And Um, hey, let's get that film class going that I mentioned. Yes. Producer Tom has this amazing idea, which I've just been a little hesitant to pitch because of all the madness going around. You don't want to be involuntary turnaround? (laughs) (laughs) Involuntary turnaround. Uh, Yes, no, Tom's put together an awesome idea and I'm going because I actually teach a life skills class once a week and I'm going to try to incorporate that into life skills because as Tom has said, and I agree with him a million percent, that a lot of younger people these days are kind of wanting to be the YouTube influencers, the TikTok influencers, filmmakers, and, and am I right on this? Tom, yeah, yeah, and if nothing else, it's a way for them to express themselves so they don't feel so closed away in some social media places. But yeah, it seems like everybody now of a certain age thinks, hey, I'm going to be a YouTube star. I'm going to be a TikTok star. So, you know, if we can show them a couple lighting techniques and a couple camera techniques from the years I've been doing this, then it's a way to maybe give them another reason to jump out into the world and go for it, at least in my opinion. I think it's a great idea. And don't be don't be so modest, Mr. Producer Tom. I've seen those awards that you have for uh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> need some new I ones. See. Let's do some stuff. <laughs> I, I saw I saw those impressive awards. Uh, but going back Thank to the you, kids, sir. So if, they, if they're coming in and they're uh, willing to work the program and get on their feet, it is a amazing program. I can't say anything negative about it. But sometimes the youth aren't in they're not ready for that. And um, I kind of feel personally somewhere in almost in denial kind of that their situation and they don't want to, um, they don't want to put the work in, you know, and 
we're going through kind of a time well, that's like why that you now. make it fun if it's fun it's never work if you're doing what you love if you're doing something that really excites you is it really work no not at all so that's not that's see all. where that's 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 the hope in doing stuff like that is to go hey you know what maybe i gotta go pack boxes but it's only a six hour shift and I can go do my TikTok video and I learned this cool little special effect or something, you know? No, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I tell them too. I tell them, you know, because they need to start working as soon as they can. You know, it's part of the program. And I tell them that this isn't your forever job. You know what I mean? This is something to make, you know, make money, get on your feet because they, they can bank everything that they make if they're staying where I work. And they get the money back when they leave, but everything is provided for them. Laundry, food, shelter, all the- all A the hell of a needs. head start. Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, all their basic needs are met and they can save, they literally can save hundred percent of their, of their earnings if they want. I mean, they, they can keep a little bit to go buy sodas or stuff, lunch here and there. But again, in theory, everything is covered. Right. So they, they don't have to worry about rent and utilities and stuff like that. They, that we have to worry about so with that with that said oh and so before i get kicked off talking about utilities and everything tom has some awesome information that he found that he would like to share to our listeners yeah actually um i have a friend that's in a similar situation like we're talking about but he owns his home so technically when and he's having some problems getting kick-started back into his career Unfortunately, a lot of the jobs that they're saying, there's so many jobs out there, are not a living wage for a single person that's running their own home. Like you said, massive bills that end up being a little bit more than that. 10 bucks an hour covers, as you know. He's having trouble with the unemployment service, but while talking to unemployment, he mentioned some of his woes. And one that the lady right off the bat mentioned to him, awesome lady, uh, he told me, she said, well, if you're having trouble with either your rent or your utilities, check out ourflorida.com. That's O-U-R Florida.com. And um, something that triggered this discussion is we were both commiserating about the broadband thing because, I mean, you lose Internet this day and you don't just lose possibly your entertainment, but you lose your ability to get work. And for that, I actually heard an ad. And then that's what triggered us to start talking about this is www.getemergencybroadband.org. Now, this is a program that I guess came out with the stimulus. I'm not really sure because I didn't really do that much research on it. But it's a program they kick a bunch of money into. And when the money runs out, it's done. So this is one of those ones you want to jump on. And I actually went ahead and uh, signed up and, and was accepted myself. And also the reason for jumping right on it is because um, the young lady told me when she signed me up that it could take as much as two billing cycles to take effect. So while we both kind of commiserated with each other on the emergency aspect of this, because... Kind of like I said, I said, you know, if I got a stove fire that I can't put out, call the fire department. They say they're going to be here next week. Defeats the emergency aspect. But it's still there. It's available. I think it's like $3 billion in an account. And like I said, when it runs out, it runs out, it's done. But those are a couple. 
And then I heard another one on the, the news where they were talking about, so I guess it's another part of these plans, called NAMI for someone that might need some mental health because we're all stressed out. We're all anxious. We're all going through a lot right now. And some of us need some help coping with it. And that's NAMI.org. N-A-M-I dot org. I don't know anything about that one. I haven't looked into that one yet. Those are just a couple things. I mean, during a conversation uh, when before we got together and I mentioned it to you and you're like, dude, share it. So, dude, no, that's that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's some great information because the Internet, I mean, it, it, as much as we don't want to admit it, I mean, or we do admit it, that it, it is a necessity now. It is a part of our lives. And I've had that um, run into this problem, running into some of the young people I work with. They were on the streets. They had no internet. They couldn't apply for jobs. They couldn't finish school. I argue it's actually turned into a utility at this point. I would, I would agree with that. I would agree with that too. And then also let's not forget to also reach out if you are facing homelessness or need some help. Um, Always try 211. Dial 211. It's a great resource. It's there to help. So I would, I would, that is a very good service. I have talked to actually a few of the people I work with that have actually tried it and had some success with. So, all right, now <laughs> let's dive right in. Um, so today is something that I really want to talk about. I don't think I'm going to get through all of it. This might be a two-parter because I kind of want to get some guests in on this as well. But a huge, I mean, homelessness is a huge dilemma that we deal with in this country. But also there's a side of homelessness that are our veterans who have served in the military and at an alarming rate, there are more and more homeless veterans. And in my personal opinion, I don't think anyone that went and served their country should be faced with this problem. <laughs> you, you know, I, I think that there, there should be more, there, there should be more services out there. There should be more of an effort to help our, our veterans. I mean, they're very important people. I know Tom, you're a veteran as well. No, I'm not a veteran, but I'm the son of two veterans. I couldn't go in because I blew my knee out. But I will tell you that even though I did as much as I could, it was a battle getting the needs and the right programs and the assistance that was available for my mom to help take care of her. So that's what I would say. I'm I'm not. And that's with an advocate. I was an advocate for her. And a lot of these folks, you know, especially homeless veterans, they don't have an advocate. They maybe have an Alex out there, but that's that's one guy helping how many people a night, you know? And uh, I'm really glad that you brought that up because the caseworker's job, that's so we brought up Alex, a friend of the show who was on. What they do is so important and they're are so varied in work. Like they are really one of these un, unsung heroes out there. It's just, just, I just want to say a shout out to that, but yes. Yeah, so the caseworkers do a lot. They're, they're the ones that, but then again, I mean, if just saying a homeless veteran, you know, like it's just getting them to that step to get a caseworker, you know, like I said, like there is that help out there, but you got to know who to go to and you got to know who to look for. So that's why caseworkers are just so important. But so back to the home, I, I'm not a veteran. Um, my father, my grandfather, every, every male in my family has served in, in, in the military, as well as my um, wife's father is a decorated uh, veteran. But the problem is, it just gets, it's getting bigger and bigger. And veterans, so I had pulled a little bit off of line here. I did some research, but I'd really like to get in the future. I don't know if I told producer Tom this earlier, I'd really like to get some interviews in 
on former on on veterans and those who are fit, who are facing homelessness or have been. Yeah, it'd be great to have both sides of that coin. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's I think it's a very I don't know necessarily say a hot button topic, but there's a lot there's a lot there to talk about. So it's I think I'm just gonna. Oh, it's like the homeless thing itself. It's it's everybody hates it. Everybody knows it needs to be addressed, but nobody really wants it. A in their backyard, and B they don't want to have to face it because it's like, man, I got my own problems. So you know that's how I think something this important ends up do getting buried somehow. You know, because it's you know, a little bit of denial, a, a little bit of apathy, and a little bit of. Why didn't we figure this out before? No, absolutely. Absolutely. So veterans who are homeless or at immediate risk of homelessness are strongly encouraged to contact the National Call Center for Homeless Veterans. And that phone number is 877-4-AID-VET or 877-424-3838 for assistance. Um, if they do not, as we were talking about phones or internet, if they, if they do not have any internet or a phone of that matter, um, they only have to visit their closest VA medical center without calling in advance. But there's also COVID still going on. So the VA also urges veterans who are not homeless or at risk of homelessness to contact their VA medical center before visiting any reason. Now, these steps are necessary because of COVID. So a little little different. But, you know, COVID, COVID's still a thing. Um, I got my vaccinations. Uh, my son got his vaccination last night. He was a little uh, weary about it. But you know, so we're moving along with that. Uh, he looked like a trooper in that shot you sent me. <laughs> I sent I sent Tom a picture of uh, of my son after. Yeah, he was a little. I mean, it's it's a thing. Just it's, you know, he was a little nerd. You know, had some anxiety going on, but he's good. He told me his arm was a little sore this morning, and I said, "Oh, that, that's the worst. You're, you're good. You're good." To so go. we can actually <laughs> get together because I got mine. So now we're we're like actually we can we, we <laughs> can we we can have a community get together. <laughs> we can have a group get together. All right. So um, I have some information off of like I said, I'm just kind of skimming the the surface today, but I did go to a website. It is uh, floridavets.org, flvets.org. We have some statistics. Florida is the most veteran-friendly state in the nation behind California, yet there are over 106,000 veterans living below federal poverty, poverty levels. That's not, and that's not 106,000 homeless people, that's veterans living below the poverty level. That, yeah, that's, these are big numbers. Uh, volunteers, um, volunteers of America, which is a charity of Florida, Volunteers of America of Florida, helps veterans and their families find decent, safe, and affordable housing that supports vital support services that they need to become stable in life. They also make sure veterans connect to benefits that they are entitled to. And that's why we're also, the VA comes in um, dealing with the VA through my grandfather and my father. You know, it has their ups and downs. There's a lot of people trying to get into it, you know. So there's always going to be some holdbacks with that, but you got to try um, they also provide uh, employment services. This is um, Florida Volunteers of America of Florida, nonprofit here. They help also help provide employee services that include assessment, training, and job placement. So trying to get them back to work, which is awesome. Work, work, work. <laughs> but they tell you nobody wants to work these days. <laughs> also <Yeah>. housing. <laughs> also housing prevention. Volunteers of America of Florida recognized as the largest provider of supporting housing for veterans in Florida experiencing homelessness. 
uh, Volunteers of America of Florida are serving 13 counties from Pensacola to Key West. And so, and there's also a lot of them for further, uh, if you go to the website, which is flvets.org, um, depending on what county you're in, they have it listed out and they have a bunch of links and that can get you to where you need to go for your county. So then we have the facts and these are from 2018 is the most relevant ones I could find. This is from salonflvets.org. And here are the facts. All right, you ready for this, Tom? This is yeah, online. let's hear it. Wait, repeat that one again. I want to hear that address again, please. It's uh, flvets, V-E-T-S. Oh, that's the same one you were saying before. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I thought you were yeah. saying a new, new site. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Oh, it's okay. So there are, and this is from 2018, 1,525,400 veterans in the state of Florida. Those are veterans. Wow. There are 1,381,170 male veterans and 1,444, 229 female veterans. So that's just in the state of Florida. Wow. So there are a lot of veterans here in the state of Florida and California comes in behind. No, for, there are there are 1,172,800 wartime veterans in the state of Florida. So, and then it just goes on and on and on. But here, let me, point- let me give you an irony after you just said that, because that blows my mind. Because when I brought my mom down, she came down from Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, Jacksonville, largest Marine base on the East Coast. When we got down and she's an active member of the WMA, I can't remember exactly, Woman Marine Association. When we got down here, first thing I wanted to do to give her some community and give her some friends to talk to is get her hooked up with the local uh, WMA. The closest one that used to be, but closed because uh, some reason was in Tampa. The only one that was still around was all the way down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So for that many female military, they could they didn't even have an association locally that I could reach out to. So that's, I mean, even though we've got, I don't know if you've seen that VA hospital, but that place is huge. But at the same time, like, you know, it's like, like we were talking about the homeless thing itself. There's a gap between the end user to use a computer term and the help that's there sorry i just had to interject in that because that just oh no absolutely no those numbers (laughs) with with, with that many people and so it's little places to go like that's you know there there's a breakdown you know somewhere and that that seems to be one of them wow um that's it's it's a lot and then it keep it keeps going on there's there's a lot of tons of stats i won't bore you with all of them but i'll just read you one more there are 498,000 Vietnam era veterans in the state of Florida. There are 188,000 Gulf War veterans in the state of Florida. I mean, the list goes on and on, and it's just, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. So, and now, so I have a few more things that I pulled from this website, and this website is car4.org. That's C A R R F O R.org. And it's just some more facts. But I really like the statement here. It says homeless veterans, two words that should never go together. And I 100% agree on that. Yet on any given night, there is an estimated 50,000 veterans homeless in America. Well, well, that's nearly half the number we just saw four years ago from a different poll by the Department of Veterans Affairs. That is still 500,000, 550,000 too many. 
and I'm sorry, that was 50,000 veterans. I think I said 500,000, 50,000 veterans. More than nine in 10 of America's homeless veterans are men, although the percentage of female homeless veterans is on the rise. Most homeless veterans are surviving on their own, typically having lost vital relationships that kind of could have provided a safety net. Addressing the fundamental issue that contributes to high rates of relationship breakdown among veterans is a key factor in reducing homelessness among our former servicemen and women. Most homeless veterans live in urban areas and are dealing with significant stressors, such as elevated anxiety, depression, mental illness, visible and non-invisible wounds, and quite often addiction. This has begun all over the country. So there's that word again with depression, mental illness, addiction on the street. You know, you might be the most mental health fit person in the world, but if you're going to face homelessness and live on the street, that is going to severely affect your mental health. Well, and now in their case, then if they did serve active and they were during wartime active, they also have to stab, I mean, stack uh, PTSD on top of that. Absolutely. And PTSD is very real and it is a huge problem that a lot of a lot of veterans deal with and, and even non-veterans deal with. Let alone, you know, a lot of things that people don't think about um, is uh, ear damage, sight damage, because when you're firing off for like my father, he lost the whole left side of his hearing because a howitzer went off right before they told him to clear. You know, so there's that kind of stuff that you don't even think about unless you've been around it or know somebody who has. And I can't, you know, I I have nothing to compare it to. I just have my my grandfather who I was very close with. um, He would tell me, you know, countless, some people don't like to talk about, you know, when they were in combat and stuff, but I would, I'd get my grandfather going and it was uh, the stories he told me, I, I can't even fathom being 19 years old in Sicily and Africa and shooting people and fighting yeah. people. Like he got he got his left arm blown. All the bones he kept his arm, but uh, all the bones from his. It's, it's actually an amazing story. Maybe I'll get into it another time. But long story short, um, all his bones were shot out, and then a German medic saved his life with an American flag, made a tourniquet around his arm, saved him, and the German medic wanted to get captured, so he uh, surrendered. And saved my grandfather's life. So it's a, it's a lot like that. That stuff blows my mind. And that's why I just have the utmost respect for veterans and people that serve. It's just, I mean, it's, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I, to make my point across, I can't even fathom. I can't. Yeah. You know, my grandfather know. had a similar situation in World War One with mustard gas and liquid fire. So, and the same thing, the German doctors put him in a bath and they didn't have any problem with the Irish. So they shipped him on back. It's uh, it's wild. I mean, I, I can't fathom. I, I don't know about you, but I, being that, yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the PTSD thing would, is just, you know, my heart goes out to him. Um, although exact counts are impossible to come by, the transient nature of the homeless population presents a major challenge to our nation. From the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development estimates as of 2020, so back to that number about 50,000, this says 49, 49,933 veterans are homeless on any given night. In 2010, approximately 12,700 veterans of Operation Enduring Freedom, Operation Iraqi Freedom, and Operation New Dog were homeless. The number of young homeless veterans is less than 10% of the total homeless veterans population out there. And I wanted to bring that up because that's the kind of the era where my friends went 
but I, my, my good friends and I, they were op operation during freedom and they were in Iraq and it's kind of a sobering fact now, you know, that we're, we're this age now and those people are, they're homeless. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a shock. It, it really, it's a shock till you look at the numbers and you talk about it. So what seems to work best? The most effective programs for homeless and at-risk veterans are community-based nonprofits working co collaboration with the local VAs. They combine rapid housing assistance with dedicated, highly effective case managers to deliver immediate access to vital support services and resources. So going back to, real quick, going back to the case workers, like so important. And that's one of the housing play, uh, systems that we work with in my work. There's a rapid, there's Ropal, um, rapid housing. It's, it's a great program. You usually get them right in with a roommate and they help. They start paying rent, but very slowly. Like they'll come up with, I'm not 100% sure the numbers of how it works. But from what I've been told that with rapid, you go right in, you pay a little bit, you know, you get on your feet and then you become more responsible for more money as time goes by, gets them back on their feet, gets them in places. So that is a one good option. Uh, funded uh, government funds, while important, are limited. Available services are often at capacity and it's critical. Therefore, the community groups reach out to help provide support. So that's where we come in, the warriors, the outreach warriors. Get out there, help, volunteer, donate if you can. I know money's tight for a lot of people. It comes down to being a warrior and giving back and helping your community. So that's just a little bit on homeless veterans that I wanted to talk to you today about. I wanted to just touch upon real fast that our donations are coming along for our first event. I uh, call it Operation Clean, passing out uh, deodorant, soap. Uh, hopefully we can find a good deal on socks and some underwear. Just got a big donation the other day. Uh, feminine products for girls, because I was a little over on sure if I forget, wasn't too sure how to build a girls package that came through. So we got we got two big bags of stuff for females. And now we just need to get the stuff for deodorant and soap and shampoo. And we will be out in Orlando. And we're looking for the beginning of June for that. More information as it comes in. And yeah, so it's going good. Tom, you got any anything else uh, you'd like to say? No, that's great. And it's actually a perfect segue for me to remind everybody, and you can post this information on our Reddit. That is reddit.com forward slash r forward slash outreach warrior. So post your stories, post updates on the clean project, hint, hint, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, get involved in the community because while we want you to always reach out to us at our Gmail, outreachwarrior at gmail.com. And uh, if you have a story, if you have some information, if you want any share anything with us, another great way to then respond to a community way. And if you're out there in the middle of the woods and you got your internet back and you want to reach out and have somebody to talk to, that's one way to do it. You know, whether you're stuck in a hotel room with the screaming kids and you need a moment to, to share your story, Outreach Warrior, the R, excuse me, R slash Outreach Warrior is a great place to do that as well as the Gmail. So, um, that's about all I got to share on that one, my friend. That was awesome. I really, that's a lot of insightful information. Oh, thank you. And um, I'm really looking forward to learning the whole Reddit thing. And um, as Tom just said, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear stories. I haven't told you this, Tom, because I just kind of thought of it a few days ago. 
I'm working on uh, reaching out to some homeless people that are on TikTok. That um, one of the hashtags that you might want to check out is homeless with an iPhone. So that's they, great. They, they can po- you can post those there, and then that way, kind of get that community sharing with each other. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. So some exciting. At least I think it's okay with Reddit. I mean, I'm you know I I I don't know that rule on Reddit, but I think it's okay as long as it's not shameless self promotion. I think it's fine. Yeah, I'm very excited to learn and, and a few other platforms. We'll learn. Tom knows a lot more than I do about this stuff, but I'm learning. Thank you for joining us. I think it was a great show. Hopefully, my plan is we'll be back together next week. No more Skype. But everyone, thank you for, for listening. Or Zoom. <laughs> what, did, oh, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> you, went boomer, you went Boomer on his Skype. <laughs> oh, Skype. <laughs> I take that back. Forget Skype. I meant Zoom. Zoom. Zoom is the future. Zoom is the future. Thank you for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. Again, we really want to hear from you. Outreachwarrior at gmail.com. Thank you, Tom, so much for all you do for the show. And we will talk to you next week. Absolutely, my friend. And I want to thank you for even when you have your like plate full, you have a moment to jump in and do these. It's awesome. It really is. It shows a commitment that's really important that we all need to do. And I want to thank everybody as well. And until next time, have a great day and better tomorrow. Thank you.